T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Now it's time to catch up with Warriors head coach Steve Kerr, brought to you by Xfinity. Stay connected, protected, and entertained. Also brought to you by SFO. Go to flysfo.com slash holidays for your chance to win $1,000 toward a nonstop flight from SFO today. Coach, uh, I'm sure being at home for the holidays and getting a win over the Grizzlies and a couple of wins this week is made for a nice Christmas holiday week. But uh, I got to ask you right off the top, you, how's it been otherwise? You get any, any fun gifts this this Sunday, this Christmas? <laughs> uh, not really. Kind of kind of beyond that stage at this point in my life. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm good with just... Uh, a win so a win on christmas day was was awesome and really i mean how nice is it to be home for the holidays i know you've said in the past that eight games can be a little long you're not quite to that point yet but but when you see the schedule and and you're flying home and you got a couple of days to lead up to it and then home for the holidays that that's always a nice thing isn't it for a for for a team oh yeah especially coming off that trip that we were on you know 10 days on the road and obviously it was a, it was a struggle, you know, just, um, one and five. And I think we, we landed at three thirty in the morning, uh, when we came back from New York. So that, that trip was a haul. So to, to turn it around, you know, get home, win some games, be with the family. Um, I think everybody's feeling a lot better about things now. Steve, just like you said, you know, that trip was tough for a number of reasons. But one thing that did come from that trip is the young guys got a decent amount of playing time. And now they're starting to they're starting to play well these last couple of games. Do you think that maybe what happened during that trip could be part of the fruits of the labor now in this homestand and the, the young guys starting to understand what the team needs from them in order to get these W's? Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, the opportunity that comes with uh, the injuries to some of the key guys means that uh, you know the, the the young guys are gonna they're gonna have a chance to grow, and I think that's what we're seeing. Uh, that always comes with growing pains. You know, there's there's just gonna be um, tough nights like the two in New York, and and nothing is ever. Uh, you know, easy or linear. It just you're going to have some ups and downs. But um, the, the guys need reps, and and when you see J.K. starting to you know to really become a, a an excellent defender and a, a guy with a, a real role on our team, and then you see our you know our two way guys seizing the opportunity, playing so well, Ty and, and Anthony, um, and, and and just overall the team kind of you know gelling and starting to to gut out some wins 
it's just great. It's a great sign. You can just feel things starting to shift. Coach, uh, Patrick Baldwin mentioned last night post game that, that he thought for him and even some of the other guys, the, the second half in Brooklyn, as ugly as that first half was, but you guys were, were competitive in the second half and the young guys really got a chance to all play and play together in that second half in Brooklyn. He thought that really helped him and, and helped the group just get more comfortable and, and feeling like they belong and can do some things on, a, on an NBA floor together. Do you think there's been a, a, a uh, a help from from the end of that game that that's maybe carried over a little bit for for the guys in these last three yeah. since you've been home. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think you know we always tell the players that you know there's no such thing as garbage minutes. I mean, every minute is an opportunity for a young guy. And um, the, the previous night at, at the Garden in New York, it was a really rough go in the fourth quarter for our, our young group. And uh, the next night in Brooklyn, you know, we're getting blown out, but those guys come in and you know cut a uh, you know 20 points off the lead and they're knocking down shots and yeah they're getting some confidence i mean that that stuff carries over and uh i think you saw that last night with patrick i thought the game shifted with uh you know with his three-point shooting steve we've been we've been debating this all show long and the question is this coach does it feel like your team is starting to turn the corner? I'm, I think me and JD are both of the mindset that you're you're starting to, but you're not really ripping around it yet. Do you feel like your team is starting to turn the corner? And if not, what more do you need to see from them? Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, until we win on the road, it's tough to say we've turned a corner. But I, I will say that last night's game uh, and the night before against Charlotte, it, it just felt different it felt like we you know we had to to really gut those games out and and we were doing things uh that we were making winning plays you know one of the things that happened last night we we had a couple of fouls that we uh used kind of late fourth quarter and they weren't you know we weren't automatically giving them but we were forced into them uh because of what was happening on the floor but we weren't in the bonus yet and so it was just side out of bounds. And I mean, you guys know this for most of the season, those fouls are free throws because we're fouling so much early in the period. Now, now teams are getting free throws every time there's a foul. So just that alone for me, um, makes a huge difference. You know, d- defending without fouling leads to better control of the game. And then it allows you to be a little more aggressive defensively, you know, late in the games. And, and that's, that's something that happened last night. So there's definitely been a lot of growth. How valuable is, has Ty Jerome and, and Anthony Lamb been, and, and, and just how impressive is it for a, a team to, to get so much out of, out of two-way players and, and being ready and, and, and making an impact? Yeah, those guys are really good. I mean, you know, Ty has been in the league for a few years now. He's he's rock solid. Anthony's a four year college player and and uh, had a, a great year in the in the G League last season. Um, so both guys have a good feel for the game and and have you know been through some stuff. They've got some experience and and they they just uh, they're, they're they know how to win. So they've been great contributors for us this year and with the injuries now we're really we're really keen on them and, and counting on them it, it probably too early to worry about it but there is the the, the 50 game limit on, on those guys and the and the playoff eligibility and, and maybe if you're healthier it's it's less of a problem but uh, I mean could they 
could they force a, a difficult decision? I mean, you you guys have had to convert guys in the past, and it's it's really helped you. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to have both those guys on our roster. Uh, it, it's just you know, right now it's it's uh, it's not um, conceivable. We we you know we do have one roster spot left, but we're kind of hanging on to that, and we'll see where it all goes. So. Uh, you know, as this plays out, it's possible both of them could end up on the roster, but um, we just have to see how it plays out. I know both of them are worthy of, of spots for sure. Coach, this is the longest stretch you've played without Wiggins since acquiring him. Have you learned anything more about what he means to the team, uh, you know, in the process of, you know, trying and struggling at times to, to stay competitive, specifically on the defensive end without him? Well, I'm not sure that I've learned anything that I didn't already know. I mean, when we got him three years ago, it was we, we were in such desperate need of, of athletic big wings to, to guard. And um, Andrew's been so good defensively uh, throughout the playoffs last year. He was one of our key guys, just guarding you know every uh, opponent star perimeter player. And, and um, so when he went down, I knew you know we we were going to miss that. Uh, but it's it's emphasized when you're going, you know, night after night on a road trip, and you're facing, you know, these these great players, whether it's you know Halliburton or or you know Brunson or Kevin Durant or you know you just from one city to the next, you you know you got Giannis, you've got Chris Middleton, uh, you're just dealing with all these stars, and and that's where it, it's really exposed. Just you know, Wiggs' absence is is really felt. Warriors head coach Steve Kerr joining us here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, I want to ask you about Clay Thompson and and go back a little bit to the early part of November. And I I think you had said at one point in a press conference, Clay probably wouldn't play in in back-to-backs at any point. And then I think you got asked about it toward the end of November, maybe three or four weeks later. And you had said, "Hey, it's possible." Obviously, up to the training staff, but uh, training staff. But the, the, it kind of changed. And I'm curious did did the shift come from the training staff, or was there maybe a scenario where where Clay Thompson kind of came in and said, "Hey, I, I want that option to at least be available to me at some point, even if it doesn't necessarily come to fruition." No, that, that came from the training staff. You know, I mean, Clay wants to play every game. And- just a question of whether you know whether it's possible um for him to do that and that's up to the training staff so um you know rick celebrini told me he said you know that it's it is a possibility that uh, that clay could get there at some point but um you know we don't feel comfortable doing that just yet coach where would this team be without dante divincenzo you know he was he missed some games early, and I was talking to JD about this. He's a guy who, in two back-to-back games, he was almost two completely different players in the most positive way possible because he knew, okay, Clay's heating up a bit. You know, uh, a couple nights ago, I have to be a distributor, and then last night, okay, Clay's out. I have to be a scorer of the basketball. His his ability to evolve into whatever the team seems to need. How important has that been, and, and how important has he been for the squad? Yeah, Dante's been great. Uh, you know, he had the uh, early season hamstring injury that kept him out of seven or eight games, and and that kind of slowed his progression and his uh, you know, integration into the team. And uh, I just felt like, um, you know, that once he came back and and started to get a rhythm, and then with the injuries, 
that we had. He started playing, you know, 30, 35 minutes last night, I think 38 or 39. And that allowed him to, to, uh, to really kind of let loose and, um, and get more aggressive. And I think he's found his stride now. He's, uh, I love Dante. He's a competitor. He's, he's, uh, tough on the ball defensively. He's a playmaker offensively who can knock down shots, but also, you know, be a secondary ball handler and pick and roll. So, uh, Dante's a winner. He's, um, he's tough and gritty and, uh, the guys love playing with him. Steve, I, I want to go back to uh, just the young guys and, and their ability to to become better role players, right? We, we always have this conversation about the the high-end ceiling for all of them and, and what their careers can ultimately be. But then right now, what you guys are basically asking them to do is be role players on a, on a championship team. Is the last three games sort of what you guys envisioned it might look like at the beginning of the year and, and maybe what's changed from the beginning as far as that's led you to this point where where you're getting more out of them when you really need to get more out of them because you're banged up. Yeah, I think, you know, what was interesting about the beginning of the year is we knew who our top six guys were and then we didn't really know how the pieces would fit after that. And, uh, and who was going to play? You know, we had a lot of young guys, uh, and, and a couple of new guys. And, uh, you know, the combinations are everything in this sport. And, and we had to figure out which, which five guys fit together and which didn't and all that kind of stuff. So, um, it, it's, it's shaking out now pretty well, you know, um, despite the fact that we've got injuries, um, or maybe because of the fact we've got injuries, we're really getting a chance to see you know, the whole roster and, and, but we're, we're, we're getting an idea of uh, who we, who we can count on and coming off the bench and what combinations we can play. Yeah. And one of the great aspects of, of the warrior fan base is how excited they are about everybody that the superstar players and the championship guys, but also the young players. And, you know, the question that we get all the time and I get it a lot on the, on the post game show is, you know, you want this guy to play more, you know, Patrick has a game like he did last night. You want, you want him to play more, and, and Kaminga's obviously played better, and Wiseman's gotten a little bit of run. As you get healthier, how how do you formulate, and, and just kind of explain to the fan just how you formulate a, a rotation plan uh, for on a given night when you're healthy, right? You know the, the guys that are going to play a lot of minutes, mm-hmm. but h- how do you sort of pick and choose between, let's say, 9 or 10 and, and how you break it down? Yeah, well, we, uh, we, we map it out every night and then sort of use that as a, you know, rough draft. It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to follow the script, but we kind of map it out to, to try to get to certain combinations that we think will work. And then, of course, stuff always happens, you know, um, foul trouble or injuries or, you know, maybe, uh, you know, something that's happening on the floor isn't, uh, you know, it's, it isn't working out well and you need to add a shooter or, you know, add a big guy, whatever it is. So, um, all that stuff is mapped out beforehand and then, and then you, you kind of improvise, um, as you go during the game. Coach, last time I was on this show with you as a guest with Damon, the talk of the town were, was the discontinued dribbles. And we had a nice conversation <laughs> about that. I've noticed, you know, for, for Jordan Poole specifically, I haven't seen as many calls. And I was just curious, is that something that he's been working on or or the team in general, just in terms of, hey, if they're going to call this a bit differently, we have to we have to change some things. Right. 
Well, I think the the ones he was called for early on when they when they really made an uh, you know an emphasis on that rule. To be to be fair, they were pretty egregious, you know, <laughs> watching them on on film. Yeah. And, uh, when you watch a game, you, you know, you, you can you can watch. Uh, almost everybody carries the ball. Um, to me, what the league is, is cracking down on is the uh, the really egregious ones. And so I think Jordan has made the adjustment, and uh, he hasn't been called for one now in a while. Um, and and I think that's that's the idea. I mean, it's just they're they're just trying to. Uh, to take away the the really bad ones, and uh, but it's it's you know it's different. Every crew is a little different. Every officiating crew kind of has a you know their own tendencies, and you have to know what what those tendencies are um, when you go into a game. Steve, what what's clicked for for Jonathan Kaminga as far as just defense and energy? And I mean, did you as a as a staff try and maybe simplify the the role for Kaminga? Because I mean, I go back to the. The Charlotte game a couple nights ago, and it it felt just watching almost as if he was he was willing you guys to the win, which was like wow, kind kind of a moment with the rebound and the the pull up and and you know the dunk and and, and everything else, the defense, the rip away on on PJ Washington there uh, in the corner. W- what do you think has clicked? And and if you guys maybe asked him to do different things, or is he doing more of what you've always kind of asked him to do? Well, I, I think number one, he's been he's been really good defensively. Um, we've uh, we've challenged him with that, and uh, he's worked hard at it. And then I think honestly, what happened was he he realized that's that's his ticket to, to playing time. Um, you know, he, he um, he's he's like all young players. He he wants to score. He wants to you know become a, a, you know high scoring wing, and and he's got that potential. Um, but it's not what we need from him right now and it's not something that uh, you know we're we're really looking to uh for him to do because uh, you know we got a we've got a, a, an established team a championship team um we know how we want to play so you know if you if uh, jk wants to get on the floor it's got to be at the defensive end and and um he's doing a, a really good job of recognizing that and and following suit Coach, we watched James Wiseman in that in that Grizzlies game, and even though it was limited time, he was really affecting shots and affecting the game. How, how would you say he's coming along, and how would you evaluate his play as of late? Yeah, James has been good. You know, his uh, stand in the G League was really effective. Uh, wasn't just the seven or eight games; it was uh, more importantly the, um, the three weeks of practice. You know, in the G League, you, you really only play two games a week. He got about three or four good practices, and I thought Seth Cooper and, and his staff did a great job of really, you know, giving uh, James the, the reps that he needed that we that we can't give him up here because of just the you know the number of games that we play. And uh, and James did a great job of absorbing that, and then and it's translating now to the to the to the game. I think he's getting a lot better defensively. It's exciting. Steve, just quick couple of just injury updates as as far as just uh, Andrew Wiggins goes and and Steph is is Steph doing anything yet as far as you know just any kind of little basketball activities? I know he said he hadn't picked up a ball. I know you guys have a date coming where you're going to reevaluate and all that. But is Steph doing anything? And and do you think Wiggins is he officially out for tomorrow? Uh, and what's his status kind of leading toward maybe Monday? Yeah, so we were targeting uh, last night's game for Wiggs, um, and then he he uh, 
came down ill a few days ago. So, um, you know, he was healthy enough to play uh, from the injury, but then then uh, the sickness kept him out. So hopefully, um, you know, a couple of good days of workouts and scrimmages and, and he'll be ready to go. Uh, and then... Um, Let's see. Who else did you ask about? Steph. Yeah. Steph has been, yeah, he's been doing a lot of stuff on the court. So um, he's getting a lot of good work in. He's really coming along well, and everything is, is progressing. All right, Steve, great stuff. Uh, I really appreciate the time, as, as always, and uh, guys will be back next week. All right, guys. Thanks for having me, and uh, Happy New Year to you. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you down the road. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.